Welcome to the latest episode of The Grower and the Economist. I'm Michelle Klieger, The Economist. And I'm Peter Conjoyan, The Grower. Each week, we team up to tackle the biggest challenges facing small and medium-sized growers. We're one part grower and one part economist, just like your business. So, Michelle, there's another layer, and you and I have been talking about all different levels of production and marketing and economics through our our trail of episodes. So there's a topic that came to mind uh, this past week that I wanted to, uh, I I want your your guidance on, and and that is this. We've we've talked to small farmers through the pandemic. Um, We know that many of them are dedicated to their local communities and economies, and many of them bring up the point of of how they will take excess production and donate uh, that to a local food bank. So the question that's come to mind, and and I need your, your economic perspective, is this. I believe that what they're doing is noble and needed, but the question I have for you is, as as the farm operator, as the owner of the business, when I see the uh, that part of production being donated to a food bank, I have to also see it as what we've talked about in previous episodes, that, that shrinkage, it's, it's in a sense a loss, and it's going to affect the bottom line. So I'm going to stop there before I continue with any of my thoughts and let you jump in and help guide this, this next part of the conversation. So I think it depends. And I think that there are some ways that it could help your business and that there are, that you are right in that other ways it is a, uh, economic burden. And it might not and just because it's an economic burden doesn't mean you should do it. You you should stop doing it. So, there's a couple ways that it could help. One, there are a lot of very successful marketing campaigns around companies that are generous, right? And we think I think that especially younger generations feel that companies have a responsibility um, to be effectively good citizens, right? To to build positive community in different ways. Um, and maybe using charities as an example or donating money or goods um, is a newer version of this. But if you think back 50 or 100 years ago when, you know, there was one big company and it took care of their workers and there were barbecues, like it's not necessarily a new concept. So if you're like Tom's Shoes, where every time somebody purchases a pair of shoes, you donate a pair of shoes to children uh, in Africa, that could be a positive marketing campaign. So there are a bunch of small farms that for every CSA, they will donate a portion or a CSA to a food bank. So if you are building into your prices that you are going to donate part of your your produce or your your crop um, to a food bank or another source, and people are willing to pay into that, then that is one way that you would not be hurting your books financially. The other one is looking at it from a tax perspective. If you are writing it off as a tax deduction, it's not necessarily 
a positive thing on your books, but it would soften the loss. So those are the two ways top of mind that it means in my mind that that it could benefit the business, even though um, in in a sense, you're giving things away for free. And then I think that if it is you have extra and you don't want it to waste, right, and you're willing to harvest it or so forth, it becomes a cost-benefit question, right? There will be an economic loss in your books, like you're mentioning, but there is a you know moral benefit that you're feeling. And how much is that moral benefit worth to you? And is it more than the cost? And so it would be like any other charity or donation. It's figuring out how much that sense of pride or gratitude or compassion is worth and comparing it to the cost on the books. Thank you. That that gives me perspective that I didn't have five minutes ago. Um, I want to make it clear so that nobody misinterprets my position, Michelle. I'm I'm not against donating excess production to a food bank. I, I used the word noble before, and that's how I feel. Um, I think the point that I'm trying to make from a, a production or a farm management um, angle is um, that that's good, and and everything you said, I I agree with. I you know it's opening um, windows for me to look through different different angles at it. But I want to make sure that we don't use it as as a crutch and 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 be lazy in terms of our crop scheduling and and our production management to be able to say. Oh, gee, whatever's extra, we'll just send to the food bank. I think a key in what you just explained to us was is when you said, if you build it into your pricing, and there are some sophisticated uh, companies around um, you know, the world, and you mentioned one on shoes, where they they do to the penny understand what they have, how much their price has to be raised in order to do this. Um, I've used the phrase cause marketing, Michelle, and in, 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 in knowing how uh, positive consumers respond to a company that has different cause marketing um, projects. But I'm not so sure that at a local farm or a small farm level, uh, I think they may need a little more guidance from people like you, economists, marketers, um, to to understand how to build that into their pricing. Absolutely, and and I you know agree with you, I, totally on that. Most people use it as a crutch to to say to justify not producing the optimal amount. So we're totally in agreement. But I do think, um, I do think, especially if you're selling direct to consumer, that that there is a move there. That um, there is a move there, and there is a way to build it into marketing and to build it into your price that people are trying, willing to support, um, w- willing to support feeding other people. So I, I do think that there's an opportunity there. And I also, it's funny, I've been trying to figure out the best way to share this idea and it didn't dawn on me at the time that that the gate is a great place to do that. 
and my um, at the beginning of the pandemic, there is a bookshop in Chicago. And when the bookshop closed, the owner decided to donate a lot of the books, like 5,000 books to um, inner city kids, right? Because with schools closing, they didn't have access to the books and she wanted them to keep reading. And then she put a GoFundMe campaign up trying to raise money to cover the cost of the books. And eventually she actually doubled her goal and donated more books. And so I have been wondering if that would be possible in agriculture in a in a concerted effort, right? This wouldn't just be something that you do when you have a few extra things, but we need farms to keep growing, right? We need them to not when there was huge surplus in March and April and people were disking vegetables and produce and everything else under that would that price signal was telling them not to grow again in the future. And I was, and we want them to keep growing in the future. Like March and April was not a great time to be selling anything, but we don't want farms to stop growing in the future. And I was wondering if a campaign like this would have helped cover the costs and donating of harvesting and transporting the vegetables to keep the farms afloat and then help, you know, and then encourage them to replant um, in the next season. And so I'm wondering if that's just a way that you can do it, right? You can set aside $10,000 worth of vegetables and maybe it is what's left over from the farmer's market each week that you didn't sell, but you have sold it somewhere else. So there are ways to donate to charity and you are donating, right? You are still donating the vegetables. You still took the time to raise them. You still transported them, but having some of the costs covered is critical because I, I've seen a lot of these budgets and, you know, it's tough to run a small farm. So, you know, giving your expertise, giving the produce that you can grow and other people can't, I think benefits it. But like Peter's saying, it doesn't need to be at an economic loss for yourself. That's all so well said. And didn't we just in a recent episode talk about some small farmers and how during the off season they would communicate or stay in touch with, let's say their CSA members and wouldn't this fold right into it, Michelle, you know, a campaign that's proposed during the winter and say, um, hey, if you're willing to, um, we're going to increase our price 2% next season in order to uh, be more reliable in our production and donation to the local food banks. Here are the food banks that we are uh, donating to. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll put your name on the list of, of um, supporters, wouldn't all that be pretty cool? Absolutely. Or when you're buying your CSA, would you like to buy a quarter of one for a family in need? And, you know, and I think I love that. a lot of people, I think a lot of small businesses are doing it. I actually think a lot of big businesses are doing it. Every time I go to stop and shop, it says, do you want to round up your purchase to the nearest dollar? And it tells you what charity they're donating to. Lyft does it also. Some of these companies you get to pick, others you don't. Um, but I almost always round up because I'm, to me, what's the 50 cents mean? 
Um, and so I think just asking, right? If, if donating a part of your production is a part of your business, I think that's great. But again, avoiding the economic loss and asking your consumers if they are willing to participate or willing to help or willing to pitch in so that you can keep running your business. Good. See, there's there. And then there's a the part of me that's saying, all right, we don't we don't have our food production system built properly yet with so many people being hungry and, and not having access to food. So if our small farmers and our locally grown food movement and much of the uh, the philosophy of this podcast with you and me joining forces, if if much of that is aimed at at uh, solving our food uh, global food um, crisis and food deserts elimination of and uh, bringing food to people at reasonable prices, we keep working on that so that someday we don't have to have this conversation about a food bank. We might not, we shouldn't need a food bank if we uh, manage agriculture properly. Um, you know, for me, Michelle, the analogy is that uh, we send our veterans or our, our military off to uh, keep us secure. Many come back wounded and maimed and have to rely on private donations. And to me, it's, um, it's inside out and upside down, and that should all be built into our uh, national structure so that they're cared for and they don't have to rely on handouts from people. 